Today is Thursday, January 12th, and you know what that means. Three letters. C-P-I. Not just any, the most important inflation numbers of our lifetime. The most consequential economic data release since cavemen invented data when they were painting buffalo on the walls of their caves. They weren't, those weren't art. That was cavemen keeping track of the prices of buffalo meat or something. I don't know if that's true, but it sounds good enough. So we got the CPI report for December, and as it turns out, it was, yes, it was pretty well important. It was pretty darn important. There was a lot of good information contained in that release, which we'll get to in a minute. But before we do, I think we need to really set the stage to really to interpret and appreciate what these consumer price numbers are telling us. I want to go back again to October of 2018. Do you remember October of 2018? I remember it in a particular fashion because of what I was looking at the time, which was yield curve inversion. Well, yield curve inversion came a little bit later. Euro dollar futures curve inversion. The WTI curve went into tango. Chinese uh, Chinese economy, the PBOC just did an RRR cut. All sorts of bad indications. Yet at the time, policymakers and most of the mainstream, in fact, the vast majority of the mainstream were convinced inflation, growth, acceleration, red hot economy. And here were all these markets saying, no, we're... Not just the U.S., but the global economy is in big, big trouble. Not just the U.S., but everyone else around the world, including some places that maybe you wouldn't think, like Japan. The poster child for never escaping recession actually did. The uh, Economic and Social Research Institute from the Cabinet Office in Japan later said October 2018 began a recession, a full-blown official recession in Japan. So the markets that were interpreting global economic weakness at the time, as it was unfolding, that nobody thought was possible, at least in one country, they agree that it was serious, serious enough to declare a recession. But when did they make that recession declaration? Would you believe it was July of 2022? Here's what they said last summer, three and a half years later. In light of the discussion of the Committee for Business Cycle Indicators held on July 19th, 2022, the president of the ESRI has determined that a peak in business activities occurred in the Japanese economy in October 2018, and a trough occurred in May 2020. So not only was that a recession they're admitting three and a half years later, it lasted all throughout 2019 into 2020 before we ever got to anything with the pandemic. Now, you might remember in America in 2019, things didn't go quite the way the Federal Reserve had planned. Remember, 2018, they said low unemployment rate, job openings, labor data looks really good. We need to hike rates even more aggressively this year and especially into continue to hike aggressively into the next year, which was 2019. When market inversion said, no, this is serious economic weakness. This is not something that would lead to a breakout of consumer prices. And it didn't. Because remember, as soon as the calendar turned to 2019, the Federal Reserve all of a sudden unexpectedly stopped hiking rates. And then within a few more months after that, began to cut them, just as markets had predicted. Now, there's a difference between 2018 and 2022, and that difference is the CPI. So how do we make sense of today's CPI in the same context of inversions, Contango, China RR, all the other data that says economic weakness? And what does it mean with regard to 
the FOMC, or do we even care about the FOMC? What are the markets thinking? We'll get to all that stuff next. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, we have exclusive video and member content for Eurodollar University members. Check out the data or check out the information at eurodollar.university. Also, research subscriptions. I do a daily briefing that's bundled with a couple other really prominent social media macro and market gurus, Markets Insider Pro, Stephen Van Meter, Tracy Shukart. Get the research bundle there. I also do a daily deep dive analysis where we're going to deep dive into not just consumer prices, but also the background stuff that I'm talking about today. Um, how do economists and policymakers respond to this data and why do they always get it wrong in the near term? Why does it take them so long to realize what's going wrong? Research bundles, subscriptions, daily deep dive, daily briefing, membership videos, all that stuff, eurodollar.university. Now, it's, in one sense, it's funny that we're even talking about the CPI as much as we are. I was just on a podcast with Jack Farley of Blockworks with Bob Elliott, and we had a nice little chat before the, before the podcast started about kind of laughing that the CPI before the last couple of years was the forgotten statistic. It was the one that was outdated. That was, you know, the Fed changed to the PCE deflator 20-some years ago. So all of a sudden, the CPI is, is a star reborn. It's like a character actor that has finally gotten a lead in a major movie, if only because the mainstream, the public, is now focused like a laser on consumer prices. And since the CPI just happens to come out before the PCE deflator does, it, hit, it gets all the attention. We look for clues in the CPI that are going to tell us something important about something important. But what is it that's important in the CPI? What does it tell us? What do we need to know? Well, let's start with what the actual data was today. For this is the month of December of 2022. The uh, headline was uh, month over month, seasonally adjusted, minus 0.8%. So a small decline, but decline it is. Uh, annual rate, 6.42%, which was the lowest in quite some time. But the more important thing here is that of that annual increase, the focus everybody everybody focuses on the 6.42% or 6.5 when you do the unadjusted. What they're what they're not what they're missing out on is that most of that increase was front loaded. It was in the first half of that annual rate. It was up till June. If we look at the CPI in pieces of carving it up, carving the calendar up in June, what you see is a dramatic difference. From January to June, so actually the five months, February, February, March, April, May, and June, um, we started at, at, at uh, February because the, CP, the BLS, they changed their weightings in January's of odd numbered years, which I don't want to get into splicing data. So just from January onward to June, so five months, the CPI was rising at a 13.4% annual rate, which pretty much consistent with everybody's feelings and interpretation, their perceptions of what was going on in the economy at that time. Since June, so the final six months of 2022, the CPI increased at an annual rate of 0.3%. Now, even if consumer prices weren't rising th that little, or they weren't rising that much up until June, very clearly, something big changed around June. That's what the CPI tells us. Something big changed around June. Well, we know one of those things, which was oil prices, crude oil. 
gasoline, the big one for money, many consumers. But it wasn't just gasoline prices. So let's look at the core CPI. The core CPI month over month of December was 0.3%. So not, not a lot, but also not negative or zero. So uh, still some consumer prices outside of food and energy. Year over year, 5.69%. That was down a bit, but it's not down nearly as much as the headline. Uh, in looking at the same split in, from first part of 2022 to versus the last part of, the, of last year, up until June, so the five months bef uh, up to and including June of 2022, the core rate was rising at a 6% annual rate of increase. Afterwards, it's 2.9%. So even a slowdown there from 6 to 2.9, cut in half, substantial improvement. But that substantial improvement is probably even more substantial because, as I've talked about before and many people are talking about, uh, you see all these studies on rental prices, rental prices on Twitter because everybody's been become, become an expert in owner's equivalent rent for good reason here because owner's equivalent rent is basically the loan part of the CPI that is still accelerating. And as you can tell on Twitter or from these actual academic studies, what the owner's equivalent rent in shelter in general is telling us, it's picking up last year's home price increases and putting them into, or actually not last year, 2021's home price increases, putting them into 2022 CPIs so that the Fed can set interest rates in 2023. But even so, if we adjust for, if we account for owner's equivalent rent, January to, so the five months up until June, at the end of June of 2022, the core CPI excluding owner's, owner's equivalent rent would have been 4.5% annual rate. So much better, but still rising relatively quickly. In the six months afterwards, so the final six months of last year, excluding owner's, owner's equivalent rent the core CPI would have risen just 0.8%. So outside of rent, we are seeing massive improvement, massive change. I won't call it improvement for what I think are, should be obvious reasons. Massive change in consumer price pressures going back to June. And the December CPI report turned out to be pretty substantial, if only to further confirm this interpretation. Something big changed around June. But we already knew that. In fact, we knew that in real time for the same reasons in October of, in November of 2018, we knew that something was going on then too, even if it took the Japanese government three and a half years to finally say so. Yield curve inversions that were moderate up until yield curve, euro dollar futures, other inversions, which were moderate up until June, absolutely exploded as oil prices tanked in the middle of June into July. The yield curve inversion went nuclear June into July. So we knew from the markets that something was happening as it happened. So there's more data that is confirming what we've known and suspected all along. That's what was important about the December CPI numbers. So how did the markets react to today's data release? Well, the euro dollar futures curve is a little more inverted than it was yesterday because it's a little more confident that its assessment of the economic probabilities because of the situation was probably correct. So the inversion top to bottom 
And right now, the curve is modestly upward sloping until March and then June of 2023 contracts. Between March and June, the distance is only a couple basis points again, which is the market saying, we're probably closer to the end of rate hikes than not. And then it goes down from there. The spread from June 2023 to December 2023 is 48 basis points, which we do not take literally. That does not say the market expects two 25 basis point rate cuts thereabouts in the second half of the year. What the market is saying is that there is a rising and serious probability that there will be rate cuts during that period of time, if not beforehand. And then from there, the June 2023 spread to the June 2024, the one-year spread is 150 basis points. That's an enormous inversion in that short period of time, something we haven't seen since 2007. That's the market. Again, not saying that we're going to get three 50 basis point rate cuts or what is that? Would that be six 25 basis point rate cuts? I almost said seven. It shows you how good my math is. What that says is the market is looking at the economic situation that continues to move in the direction that has been anticipated all along in, in, in uh, interpreting that as confirmation or more confirmation, more evidence that the economy is, that consumer prices are receding, consumer price pressures are being reduced, not because of rate hikes or the economy hitting a soft landing, that what changed in June of last year wasn't the Fed, it was the economy heading toward recession. And more and more data continues to show us that, including the CPI. What that ultimately means for most mainstream people, observers, markets, whatever the case may be, markets, by markets I mean stocks and things like that, how does this, how will this impact the Federal Reserve's thinking? Because we're all led to believe that we need to filter all of our thoughts and analysis through the lens of monetary policies, which have no money in them, nor is there any economy in econometrics. This focus on will the Fed hike rates is misplaced. And the markets know it. That's why they're so steeply inverted after the point at which the Fed stops, because that's the point of argument here. Not will the rate cuts happen, but when will they happen? And trying to figure out when, when they will happen is difficult because of exactly the reasons I started this show out with. It took the Japanese government officials three and a half years to finally recognize that Japan was in a recession. Now that's not the Bank of Japan, has nothing to do with Bank of Japan policies, but it indicates just how much trouble economists and mainstream, anyone using econometrics, mainstream econometrics has in understanding the economic situation. So if you have enormous amount of difficulties realizing what's going on as it, things are unfolding, it might take you some time before you re realize and recognize just how much trouble this situation has become. Not just Japan in 2018, also the United States in 2008. I want to use another quote that I, I quoted yesterday in our deep dive analysis. This one is from Robert Hall of Stanford University, mainstream economist if ever there was one, who also happened to be the chair of the NBER's Business Cycle Dating Committee. So the very group of the very organization that takes it upon itself to declare when the U.S. economy is in recession. 
Now, you might not remember this, but it took the NBER until December of 2008 to finally say that the Great Recession was a Great Recession. December of 2008. These economists, it took them that long to figure out the economy was in real serious trouble. And what Robert Hall said on December 1st, 2008 tells you why. Here's the quote. Employment declined less than is normal in a recession until about September. Then so many negative numbers came through that made it completely clear this was a recession. So to economists like Robert Hall, as well as the economists at the Federal Reserve, I brought this up, I brought this up repeatedly. The FOMC thought the same thing in 2008, that when they looked at the data, it didn't look all that bad. It looked like maybe there was a soft point in the early part of 2008 and that the economy was recovering by the second half. And it wasn't until the data turned so ugly, so bad, so unambiguously so, that they finally realized, oh crap, it was a recession all along. The same recessions the markets had, had, had priced in advance. There's a lesson here. And that lesson is, in this case, listen to what the CPI report said. The CPI report further stated, as markets did in real time, something big changed last June. And it wasn't a soft landing. It wasn't the start of a soft landing. Consumer prices are coming down for all the wrong reasons. That's what we learned today. That's what we knew today. That's what markets had told us. That's what they're continuing to tell us. I'm Jeff. This is Euro Dollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, huge, sincere thank you, all the Euro Dollar University members, as well as all the research subscribers. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, take care.